Hello, I am Heidi and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people and share true stories of overcoming life's challenges. We are taking life's lemons and making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Amber, welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm looking forward to getting to know you. So start out by telling me a couple of things about yourself. Um, I'm Amber. I'm 41. Um, I have almost four years clean and sober. I also currently work with vets and elderly people in the community, providing home um, transitional housing. I do a lot of service work. Um, I think it's the core of like who I am and what our community needs. Yes. Yes. We need more people willing to do service work. That's a yeah. beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. So you got to take me back and tell me your lemon to lemonade story. Why do you do what you do? So, I mean, I, it started at a young age. Um, when I was four, my parents left me. It was kind of like grandma babysit. We're going to go find a job and <laughs> never came back. Um, and then grandma took me in but it was a very unhealthy environment, um, which started a lot of like my negative self-talk and my negative perceptions of the world. Um, you know, you have to be a certain size to be loved and to be successful. And if you aren't these things, it won't happen. So there's always that perfectionism and that I need to be good enough. And she's not showing up because I'm not good enough. So if I do this and if I do that and if I ace this test. And, and so there was just this constant stress inside um, at 11. Then she decided to start paying for me to be in group homes and foster homes because she didn't want to do it anymore. And then at 17, it was, well, you're a waste of money. You're never coming home. You'll never be what we need you to be. And so I found myself alone. And I learned very quickly how to uh, be a chameleon. Whatever someone needed, whatever someone wanted, you know, sexually, um, emotionally, mentally, the way I dressed, the way I acted to ensure that I had somewhere to sleep or had something to eat or, you know, just the, the necessities of, of life. Um, so that went on for a while, you know, toxic relationships because I didn't understand what love was. And at the time it was, I felt it was my saving grace, right? Like this man is going to save me and I have kids with him and things are going to be wonderful. But um, my my misperception of the world <laughs> and that expectation of the people pleasing and the codependency and, and all those things, you know, ended with two divorces, three kids. And at the age of 34, now I'm using heroin and meth and living out of hotels. And, and you know, now I find myself in some really scary situations. And, I, you know, I almost died a few times. Um, and ultimately, you know, there were a few people that were like, we wish that you could see you how we see you. Like, you're so much more. Just let us in. Let us help you. And I, I finally, I had an overdose. And it scared me enough to where I was like, 
maybe I need some help. <laughs> like, maybe this isn't what I want to be doing and I can't get myself out of this. Like, I can't will it. I can't wish it. Like, my plans are falling apart. So I reached out and I was able to go to treatment. And I had made a commitment to myself and to my kids. Okay, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it two feet. I'll dump in the deep, you know, jump into the deep end. And, and if that, you know, a year, like nothing's changed, nothing's changed. I'll go back to it and, and whatever, right? Somewhere along the lines, my belief system got challenged. <laughs> you know, my therapist was like, no. And I said, yes. You know, and, and I had all of these like um, instances where I was like, well, I gained weight and he cheated and he left. And then when I was using drugs, I was skinny and I had all the money and I had the friends and I had these things. Right. So I'm like, my grandma was right. That is the world. That is how it works. And she was like, no, <laughs> like that is not. And so, you know, I spent like an hour in her office, like arguing back and forth with her. <laughs> Like, you know, pleading my case of like, this is the reality of the world. And she's like, no, it's not. I challenge you to hold on to my belief. So I did. And somewhere along the lines, like I discovered my self-worth and I discovered like love for myself and realized that there was nothing wrong with me. It wasn't about me, the things that happened. And then I just dove in and I became very guarded and protected of like my recovery and of that world. And I know what it's like to have no hope and to feel like no one's going to care. No one's going to notice if I'm not here. Right. So I feel like a lot of like our homeless, our, our mental, um, you know, people that struggle with mental illness and struggle with addiction um, there is a perception where sometimes we lose ourselves. Um, and especially for ones that don't have family, right? Like they don't have family that are putting up billboards and 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 reaching out and, and, and showing up. It's very easy to feel like this is my life. This is as good as it gets. This is what I deserve. This is what I'm worth. So I kind of, you know, I pray. And I, and I, and I meditate and it was like, my purpose and my why is to spread hope and is to spread love. And like, I see you, you know, um, how can, you know, let's get you showered. Let's get you some clothes. Let's get you fed. Let's challenge those perceptions and those belief systems that you have, you know, and that's why I love where I work and, and what I do. Because it gives me that ability every day to like show up and to to watch the transition, you know, and and you know that is taking that bag full of lemons that I carried around and felt like I was gonna carry around forever into this heavy sack into something that I'm like can share with my friends and say like enjoy the lemonade, like you don't have to like carry the lemons, put them down, right. Right. So perfectly said. That's what we have to do with our lemons. We have to make them into lemonade and share them with everyone else. And that's exactly what you did. What do you think? Was it was it the therapy and the rehabilitation that helped you? Or was there something else that really was the, the switch in your mind? 
I mean, I think with like the therapy and the recovery, like it helps me kind of start challenging those beliefs. But for me, uh, I was homeless, like sober. Um, some things fell through with housing and I found myself in a situation and I had a boss who saw the work that I was putting in, right? I mean, I'm a felony. I have bad credit. No one wants to rent to me. You know, I have gaps in my employment, but I just kept doing the next right thing and doing the next right thing. And I, and I finally broke and I went into his office and I said, like, I'm on probation and I don't have anywhere to live and I'm afraid I'm going to get violated and I don't want to go back. Like, I don't know what to do. And he said, you're one of the most amazing, genuine people I've met. Let me go to the owners and see what I can do. They ended up paying for me to be in, in a hotel for 10 days. Well, I worked things out with my probation officer and then they let me stay at the office and he went and like filled the kitchen with food and he just like, he didn't even know me. So like this stranger is like, I see you and I will help you. And he made a phone call and, and put his name on the line for me with, you know, a real estate agent that had like a rental property. And I had never experienced that, you know, like someone that didn't know me, he didn't want anything from me. And I think for me, that was like the actual turning point of like, oh, like maybe, maybe this is true. Maybe I am worth good things. And even though it was, you know, a lot of work and hard work, like this brought me to this point. So I think for me, that was the ultimate like turning point of he'd known me a month and was so willing to put himself out to help me and give me a foundation to build on. I think ultimately that was kind of the turning point of like, this is what I need to do. Yeah. Like, this is who I need to be. I love how he helped you feel seen and didn't expect anything in return. Yeah. That's huge. That's a big deal. And yes. now that's what you're doing for other people. So tell me more about that. I work for a facility, The Point, um, and we do housing for um, vets and 55 and older population. Um, that's kind of, that population kind of falls under the cracks. You know, there's lots of resources for recovery or younger people. And I think that there needs to be more. Like for me, it's like my heart is more connected with my why and my purpose. I see these people and it's like they have no one and they've been living this for so long. And for them to come in and me to be like, do you need some clothes or some socks or, you know, what, what have you eaten? And it's like they cry. Cause they're like, well, don't hug me. Like I haven't showered. I'm like, it's, I'm hugging you. <laughs> like, let me, you know, let me love you. It's okay. You know? And to see the spark, right. I mean, we have um, a gentleman I've been working with and he's coming up on his six months and he's so excited. He's like, I never would have got away. He calls it the devil's juice. He's like, I never <laughs> would have got away from it if, you know, and so being able to watch that transition of people, Going from that survival, I'm alone, 
to living and thriving and like watching that light come back, you know, and we do activities and we play bingo and we do service projects and, you know, Super Bowl parties and, and all the things that it's like, so it's like my job is to like have fun and to hang out by like spreading hope and light. And I'm like, it's not a job. It's just who I am. But like, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to get paid to do like my, you know, what I love to do. Yeah. Yeah. You found a good fit, but look at the path that you had to take to be there. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't an, it wasn't the easy way. That's for sure. And (laughs) you can relate with these people more than anyone else can. And I think that's a beautiful gift that you've been given to be able to have that, those experiences in your life that have brought you to here where you are now. I mean, I think for me, like even right now, um, I recently was diagnosed with cancer again. I had it four years ago and, and it's come back and it, and it's different though, um, than it was before, but I'm able to be like transparent in that as well. For me, it's, it's given me the ability to walk through hard things. I have these tools now. And so, you know, my kids are grown, they're 21, 20 and 18. I mean, they very much still need their mom, right? Like I've, I had to repair those relationships and I'm, I'm best friends with my exes now they're in recovery too. So we have a very um, unique um, family dynamic and foundation, but I also get to show up for residents. We, I have residents that are going through cancer as well. And so it's like being able to, to say like today kind of sucks and that's okay, but I'm also doing it sober right? I'm, I'm walking through this. And even though I have all the excuses in the world to, to, to walk down a different path, it's like, I haven't come this far to only come this far. And I, and I truly believe in that. I believe in like the power of our minds. I believe in the power of our community that we keep. I'm surrounded by people that lift me up and, and show up for me. And I think if I was to give any advice, it's like, it's okay to let go of people, places, and things, even if it is your family, right? I have family today that is not blood, but but they they answer when I call. And if I'm having a bad day, they rally around me to remind me of who I am. Um, I've never had that in my entire life. I never even, I never knew what that was to like, have unconditional love. And so I think that, you know, life is always going to be challenging, right? Like we're always going to pick up lemons along the way. (laughs) But, but now that I know how to make lemonade, you know, or lemon bars or (laughs) whatever that looks like, like, I can do that. Um, and, And being honest with myself of what that looks like. Yep. That's exactly it. You've got the recipe now. So bring yeah. it on. Yeah. You can do this. So uh, were you going to tell me more about your cancer journey before your phone went out there? I didn't know. I'm um, starting to talk about cancer, but I had cancer four years ago and, and at the time it was, you know, I, I diagnosed in jail. So I got, they, they went out. I, I got my surgery, they removed it. Um, I was released to homelessness And so there kind of wasn't, I didn't really care about it. Or I mean, it didn't, it didn't seem to affect me. Right. Cause I kind of didn't have anything going. So this time around when it was like, Hey, it, your cancer is back. It's in your throat and it's in your glands. And 
it was like more of a gut punch, right? I was like, wait, whoa, I've built a life and I have, I have clients that I love. I have a job that I love. I, I have my, my children and I have a house and, and, and all the things. Yeah, what do you, you mean? Have more to, yeah. You have more to live you know? for now. Yeah, for sure. And so it's been hard. Um, I have moments where I'm like mad, I'm sad, I'm angry, I'm, I'm grateful. Like I never have ever been like ex- to experience all the emotions all at once. But I truly believe that this isn't it for me. Like I truly believe that I have a purpose and I have a why and, and I haven't completed like my mission here. Um, and I think with that, it gives me the strength to show up, you know, because it would be very easy for me to say, like, well, we don't know the outcome. And and I so I'm just going to stay home and and live my life as much as I have. But I do believe that when we stop, when we lose our ability to fight for our life and, and we give up all of, you know, those negative aspects. And, and, and that's, you know, with me, like my mental illness and and my addiction and, and all that will run rampant, you know, so it's my responsibility to keep that door locked, deadbolted, locked, latched. It's my responsibility to, to keep that, um, my life safe and to continue to show up and to make that choice. And I think that overall, um, I've noticed has taught me the most out of all of the things is like, I can do hard things. Absolutely. Way to go. Way to be an example for the rest of us. I love your positivity and you got this, you, you got a lot of drive and vision and a lot to live for now. And you can do this. Yes, I do. You know, as a reminder, like we all are here and we all deserve love and you are worth it. Um, you are fully capable of doing whatever you envision your life to be. As soon as you even crack the door, like there will be the masses there, like with open arms to love you and help you walk through the journey. I love that advice. And I love how you even shared that it doesn't have to be blood. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of people out there that will love you that don't have to be blood related to you. So you got to have hope with that too. Yes. Well, and, you know, I think sometimes people stay stuck in toxic, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they stay stuck in it because, well, it's my mom and it's my dad and it's my, and it's like, well, if they're toxic and they're not supportive and they are reaffirming this, you know, cycle of insanity, it yeah. is okay to say like, I love you and I will always love you and I appreciate you, but I am unable to be physically present in this relationship. And that's okay. Perfect. That is okay. <laughs> I love that. I always compare it to like that, that sleeping dog, you know, that it's like, it's okay. Let it stay there. You don't have to go <laughs> pet it so it bites you, you know, just leave it there and it's okay. Yeah. And that's how those toxic relationships can be. Just, just leave them alone. Step away. You don't yes. want to touch them. So they bite you. So yeah, you're, you're a great example of that. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with me today. I've, I've just been so inspired by you and just love what you're doing and how you're serving and helping those 
that are just like you and you're helping them see the other side. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Well, thank you for having me. have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.